0: Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's uh, time for another, you know, episode of of reviewing WandaVision, you guys. And WandaVision is now over. I actually was able to stay up last night and I watched the season finale, possibly series finale, because I don't think they're ever going to do this show again. I think, like I said earlier in the, you know, the the series of these of these podcasts, that this was going to be a one-off. And now, after watching this final episode and kind of seeing what transpired here, this is for sure the series finale you know season finale everything and you want to you you want to say about it but uh but yeah watched it i've uh, been talking with a lot of friends and you know people throughout the day you know on social media on you know texting in person and i have a lot of thoughts um before we get into that i want to, you know if everyone who listens anybody who enjoys what i talk about here likes to get on the conversations please make sure you like share and subscribe on whatever platform you listen or watch on if you're on youtube go ahead and hit the comments down below make sure you like and subscribe if you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, make sure you share and like and subscribe and all that good stuff. And I, I you know, I really appreciate it. Helps grow the channel, helps get my, my my big head out there a little bit more. But uh, you know, I appreciate it. You know, I, I think I said that a few times, but I, I really do appreciate it. You know, it means a lot to me that, you know, if, if you do like what I'm saying here, you want to move forward and, and continue to, you know, like, hey, you know, this guy's kinda he, he has some good good thoughts. I wanna make sure that more people see them. So I, I do appreciate that. Um, in order so This episode is going to be different. I guess it kind of isn't going to be that different. It's going to be more or less the same about how I've done the rest of them. I'm not going to give you a shot for shot of what's in the episode. I'm assuming if you watch this, you've seen it. So I'm going to go through some of the things I think are really interesting. Talk about uh, the the one or two positives I can think about this episode and the show as a whole. Talk about some of the negatives. Give you my outlook for the MCU moving forward. And in order to do that, we have to give a spoiler warning. Okay. I don't want to be responsible or be the one that you blame for saying, hey, that guy with the green bandana, he spoiled WandaVision for me. It's not me. I'm not going to be that guy. So moving forward, we're going to give you a spoiler warning in three, two, one. So my my initial gut reaction after I watched WandaVision last night was I felt really underwhelmed, right? I feel like... I felt like we were kind of cheated a a little bit. There were so many theories that were going on, so much, you know, overanalyzing of the show as a whole. And, you know, that's as MCU fans and fans who have been basically starved for Marvel content and content in general for a year and a half, you know, because of the pandemic, everything went down in 2020. It's very easy to see why people like me and people all across, you know, the world and and the Internet and all that. Have been theorizing about what they think is going to happen within the show, and that you know, transferring that into what's going to happen moving forward in the MCU. So, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna set that part aside, right? I understand that there there are reasons for us to expect the unexpected, especially because we've been waiting so long for Marvel content. So I get that, and I'm not gonna gripe with that. That's that's on us, the viewers. Like, we have to take responsibility for that. We didn't have Marvel content for a long time, so in our heads, we're gonna get you know these. We're going to be able to, we're going to think, oh, they're going to throw everything all at once, you know, and they're going to throw the X-Men and all and the Fantastic Four and all that at once. You know, that's, that's our bad for, for not, you know, tailoring our expectations a little bit more. The one thing that I will not take responsibility for is this. When you have a show like WandaVision and it's being displayed on Disney Plus and there are episodes every week, each episode ranges between 20 and 30 minutes. As a fan and and each episode ends on a cliffhanger, as a fan, you are going to theorize and talk about it and wonder what's next until that next episode and you're going to do that every single week and basically it's going to continue to compound on itself like compound interest to the point where you get to the pen, to the to the final episode and you're just like you're right here, right? You're at the very peak of your intrigue. You're completely invested, completely interested. You've already talked around the clock about every single theory you could possibly think of. And then when you actually sit down and watch the season finale, it's nowhere near what you thought it was going to be. It's not even close to what you thought it was going to be. It's actually, you know, say say you expected like an eight or a nine. It's about a three, right? In terms of what you thought it could have been to where it actually, what it actually gave you on the screen. That's my biggest problem with WandaVision as a show. Because this show was nine episodes spread across eight weeks, it gave us, the fans, a lot more time to theorize. You know, what if this character came here? What if this character was here? What if that character was there? What if this character merged, you know, interacted with this character and they went and did this? There was that whole time, I think it was like episode four or five, where we were theorizing who this mechanical engineer was going to be. Turned out to be really no one. We thought that it was going to be Mr. Fantastic. We theorized this whole time about what Pietro was. Turns out he was nobody. We'll get into that. You know, we we thought that you know maybe Agatha wasn't the true big villain of this. There was something else. You know, we we thought that maybe Ultron was going to be this White Vision. It wasn't. Nothing of none of that was true. And it was actually the most vanilla season finale that they they, they could have given us compared to what we expected. That's that's very harsh, and I do understand that. Both things that I said are, are true at the same time. We we. It's hard to explain. Because we waited so long, it's okay for us to, it's not, It's not. we have to understand that our expectations need to be tailored, right? That's on, that's on us, okay? I get that. It's been a year and a half. We want Marvel content. We want to see all these heroes again, but that's on us. We can't expect too much in that regard. However, when you give us 20 to 30 minute episodes every single week and leave us on a cliffhanger, literally leaving us wanting more and asking for more and... Putting us in positions to theorize and think about more, and and talk to talk to our friends, colleagues, anybody that's invested in the in Marvel Cinematic Universe or basically pop culture in general, because it's one of the few things that's going on that basically sets you up for failure. I really feel like Marvel dropped the ball here. I don't think Marvel's dropped the ball this bad since uh, Iron Man three, when they had the fake Mandarin. I think that was the last time they really dropped the ball like this, where. Nothing happened, you know, like there was nothing super exciting within the confines of this, this, this series that, that happened in, in my, in my opinion. Right. I mean, everything was kind of, it kind of stayed the course, you know, nothing was like we already knew Agnes was Agatha Harkness. You know, everyone talked about that a million times. It wasn't super surprising that she was the villain. We knew that vision wasn't real, but and we, we all assumed that Wanda had created her. We had a feeling that, you know, we knew that uh, Hayward was evil. We knew Monica was going to get powers it's, none of that is, is, is surprising, and I really do blame it on the fact that the show was given to us in such a, a choppy format. I, I truly believe that if they would have given us the show in a couple of weeks, or if they would have dropped it all on, on one day like Netflix does with all of their shows, I don't think I would be as upset. or not, I'm, not, I'm not upset. I don't think I'd be as underwhelmed. I could have watched the whole show in one day, because you know I'm a freak like that. I'll go ahead and binge watch it. I would have been like, oh, I understand what they're going for. Basically, it wouldn't have given people like me enough time to theorize and figure out what was going on. I could have just enjoyed the show and been like, oh, you know, I can see what they're doing with this. I can, you know, I understand where that's gonna go, and I'd have more patience for it. But because it was given in the format that we received it in, I have a lot of problems with it. And I know I'm not the only one in that regard. I guess as a Marvel fan, you know, you you don't expect to be underwhelmed by Marvel or Kevin Feige or the brains that are over there anymore. But I really think, I truly believe that if they would have just made this show, dropped it all at once, all nine episodes, all at once, we would have been fine. Um, you know, basically what they gave us, what they gave us here was a an origin story of Wanda, the Scar- an origin story of the Scarlet Witch, a true origin story of the Scarlet Witch, spread across you know six hours of content. A lot of which we probably could have done without, to be honest with you. I mean, all the Jimmy Woo stuff, is kind of retcon. It's, it's garbage. Uh, the Darcy stuff, you know, it's kind of garbage. The Monica Rambeau stuff is like whatever. Like, the whole family aspect of Wanda, a lot of that seems like it didn't mean anything. I'll get into that too. But I really think that they let us down not because the, the show was bad. show wasn't bad, okay? I, it feels like I'm really poo-pooing on the show. But I, I enjoyed the show for what it was. I love the fact that we got new Marvel content. I just truly believe that... In, and I'm, I'm, I hope that they fix this moving forward, you know. If you have that much time in between episodes in a story that I believe was supposed to be told, you know, linearly, not not in terms of chapters, you know. I don't think a chapter structure works for a show like this because if it doesn't end on a high note, you you leave the viewer just questioning what they were doing, you know, waiting for the show every single week. It honestly gave me a similar taste to Game of Thrones. From the, the second to last season, the last season, there was a year and a half gap in Game of Thrones, not because of a pandemic, just because D.B. Weiss and David Benioff couldn't figure out what to do for that last season. And because of that, we had a year and a half to theorize about how Game of Thrones was going to end. We had a year and a half to theorize about what all the characters were going to do, who was going to wind up sitting on the Iron Throne. So as fans, we collectively, you know, we, we had all these theories, we were, we were thinking all these things through and... And that's not our fault. We're fanatics. We're fans. You know, that's that's what we do. But because you gave us a year and a half and we expected, you know, the world and, you know, basically things we probably could have wrote better than D.B. Wise and David Benioff, to be completely honest, you felt you fell flat. I mean, it's not to that scale, right? They completely butchered Game of Thrones. It was the greatest show of all time until that last season. All of you guys can agree with me on that one if you've ever seen the show. This one is 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 just like it's it's similar to that feeling that I had watching Game of Thrones. Obviously not nearly as bad cuz this wasn't a bad show. And also Game of Thrones was an eight season show and you devoted years and years and years of watching that show and it just fell flat. This one is you devoted eight weeks, obviously a lot less of, you know, your time that you're you're putting into the show, but it does it does still have that sort of deflating, unenergetic, kind of lethargic feel when you do get to that conclusion. Um, I will give a couple of positives to this episode. The fighting, the fight scenes were really cool. I enjoyed watching Agatha Harkness and Wanda, you know, use their magic fight. I enjoyed watching Hex Vision, Hex Vision, and White Vision duel. That was fun. Um, White Vision tried to take the the gem out of Hex Vision's head, and he phases, which was kind of cool. So that was really cool. Um, and I do like the fact that. Wanda is now called Scarlet Witch, and this is her origin story, right? I think that's really interesting. Sorry, if if you see me looking down, I'm looking down at notes. I needed to make sure that I wrote down everything that I wanted to talk about. I don't want to miss anything. And if I do miss something, please tell me. You know, and you can follow me on, on CamCast on uh, on the Instagram. That's at Cam.cast K-A-M.K-A-S-T. Go ahead and DM me in there. If you feel like I missed anything, if there's anything you disagree with, you know, I'll go ahead and I'll respond as, as quickly as I can. But yeah, the, the Wanda origin story is really interesting. You see, the show really does a good job of painting her as a tragic hero. They show you that she's a broken individual. She really has no one. And now she's basically, according to Agatha Hartnett, has been given the powers more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. That being, of course, Doctor Strange. And you know we're we're to be told that they're going to be starring in a movie together on March 25th, 2022, my 29th birthday. It's scary. Uh, but that's that's a year from now. Which is one of the most negative things that I can say about this. I'm. There's a chance that we don't get any payoff of what happened in this show until a year from now. There's a lot of problems with that. Like, it's It's just... I feel like we, we watched eight episodes, you know, or nine episodes, six hours of this show, and we don't really know what it was for. There's a chance that we see new things coming in in Spider-Man, but that's in December. You know, so there's... Like we're not gonna get anything about this in in any of the shows that are coming out of Disney Plus. Low key, you know, Captain Falcon, Captain Falcon, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We're not gonna get it in Eternals, Sing Chi. We're just not gonna get it. So it'll either be in Spider Verse if they're Spider Verse. <laughs> I hope that's what it's, I hope that's what it does. But uh, we're either gonna get it in Spider Man, uh, say uh, Home something. I I don't even know what it's called. Uh, and that's only if they're dealing with the multiverse. Or we're gonna for sure get it in Doctor Strange. Okay, so one of the big negatives of the show is the fact that Pietro, you know, Evan Peters is Quicksilver. We don't know if he was Quicksilver or not. Basically, they took the idea... I'm hoping that Marvel's just messing with us and eventually he becomes an important character. Basically, they took the Quicksilver from the X-Men universe, brought him in as as a gag for a dick joke. Dude's name is Ralph Boner. And that's what he was relegated to in this last episode. A penis joke. That's something I would expect from the X-Men series, you know, with X-Men, X3 and all that stuff. Something, something really cheesy. That was, I I listened to that, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, this is a complete joke. I can't believe they, they teased us for this long, made us think that the, the multiverse was open and then relegated him to a dick joke. What I do think that happened about this though, I think there's a potential that his name is Ralph Boner, but that's not his real name. I have a feeling that, because Jimmy Woo was looking for somebody who was in witness protection, I think that he was the character that's in witness protection. I think that's the only way that this would any of this would make sense. Marvel doesn't make acting choices or casting choices on accident. They know his his history with the character Quicksilver. They know he's from the X-Men universe. They know all this. They wouldn't do this just because, so I think that's a future payoff that we're going to eventually get. But in the moment last night, I was not happy about it. I'm not going to lie. But I do think that that will be paid off and he will be the Quicksilver that we will see moving forward in the MCU. The next part that I really didn't like was, you know, Wanda puts her kids to bed and the Hex is closing. So things are about to get back to normal. And then Wanda and Vision have this talk. And to me, the talk means absolutely nothing. And that's because this Vision doesn't exist. And this the Hex Vision, basically, he gives all of the memories and thoughts of of, you know, live vision, the vision that Wanda fell in love with before he got his, you know, mind stone ripped out of his head. He give Hex Vision gives White Vision all of his memories. So in my, you know, to the best of my knowledge, Vision's alive again. You know, he flies off and we don't see him. So I'm under the assumption that Vision is 100% alive. And so it's hard for me to, you know, understand and and really care about Wanda saying goodbye to Hex Vision because it, it's not gonna mean anything, it's gonna get retconned as soon as White Vision shows up. So when Wanda and, and Hex Vision have this you know really meaningful conversation, you know, like you know, I I you know I love you, you know, basically all that. As a as a pragmatic individual, knowing that white vision exists and this hex vision that she's talking to isn't vision, it's you know, it's the part of the mind stone that exists within Wanda, it doesn't mean anything. There's no gravity to that situation because so, and, and they played that up for a while in this in this season finale, and I just, I didn't like it. I just, I was not a big fan of it, so I, it just didn't work for me, right? Because we know it's not, that's not Vision. The real Vision exists again. He's alive somewhere. He might, there's a, he, we know for a fact he has all the memories of Vision, because when Hex Vision touches his forehead, you see flashbacks of literally everything, you know, Age of Ultron, you see stuff from Infinity War, all that stuff, Civil War, all of it, it's all there. And I, I just, I didn't like it. And then probably one of the, the worst things in the show was the fact that we were trolled so hard by Paul Bettany, right? Paul Bettany said over and over again, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm working with an actor that's going to show up that I've always wanted to work with my whole life. You know, so as fans, we're like, okay, you know, who could this be? Is it Krasinski? You know, is it James McAvoy playing Charles Xavier? Is it Michael Fassbender playing Magneto? Like, is it any of these guys that are possibly going to come back? no. Paul Bettany was excited to play, or act with Paul Bettany when the two visions are fighting. That's what he was excited for. He trolled the entire fandom because he's always wanted to be in the same scene with himself twice. I had problems with that, Um, and the reason I have problems with that is because of what I said earlier. You know, they made us wait eight weeks to watch this show, and they promised a secret character. And it was the first time Marvel didn't deliver, you know. Typically what Marvel does in things like this, if he wouldn't have said anything, I don't think that I'd be as bummed. I, I definitely wouldn't be. I would have expected somebody. I would have expected Doctor Strange to show up since there's so much magic going on. There's a hex issue. And his objective is to make sure that he protects the sanctity of of our reality. That's literally what he says in, uh, in Infinity where He's like, I protect your reality, douchebag. He says it's Iron Man. But, you know, I just... I don't know. It should have been in there. There's a potential that Hawkeye should have been in there because he's the only other person that cares about, you know, Scarlet Witch. I don't know, a lot of a lot of problems, right? It's a lot of lot of ticky tech things that I don't really care for. So I guess the question is like what's gonna happen moving forward in the MCU? Um, obviously is oh okay, let me before I go forward, I'm gonna talk about the two end credit scenes. First one, uh Monica's in uh she's in Westview, she's told to go, you know, meet with somebody. And the, somebody turns into a scroll, and then basically she says, "Hey, you need to go uh, talk to one of your mom's old friends." And then she's like, "Oh, where am I going?" And the you know the scroll kind of points up, meaning that they're going to space. Meaning that Monica Rambeau is going to be able to interact with Nick Fury because we know at the end of Spider Man Far From Home, the real Nick Fury was not in Spider Man Far From Home. He's at the very end. He's on a spaceship. So Monica's going to space to go talk to Nick Fury, who was you know obviously friends with uh, Carol Danvers, aka Captain Marvel in uh, in Captain Marvel the movie and so that was that was kind of cool. I like that. And we're I'm hoping they integrate a little bit more of that scroll stuff because in the comics the scrolls are bad. But it seems like in the MCU the scrolls are good. So I'm interested where they're gonna go with that and how they're gonna move that you know moving forward. And I want to know who else are scrolls. You know, I want to know how long Nick Fury's been a scroll, you know, or Talos has been playing Nick Fury as a scroll like he did in Spider-Man Far from Home. I think it's really interesting. And then of course the second scene the second end credit scene is uh, <clears throat> it's it's Wanda basically by herself in this cabin and she's awake and then her her astral projection is reading the dark the dark hold, which is the book of spells that basically teaches her everything so but so she's reading it while she's awake. Doctor Strange is a very similar thing in in the movie Doctor Strange, but he has to be asleep in order to for his astral or unconscious unconscious for his astral projection to be able to take form. Basically showing that, you know, Wanda's strong, like she's really strong. And I, I guess it's unclear whether or not she's she's good or she's bad. There's a there's a chance you guys that this is the by the way, this is the first thing we've ever seen for phase 4 in the MCU. There's a chance that Wanda is one of the big bads moving forward in phase 4. Think about it. This is the perfect origin story for her. She you see why she how it's so easy for her to become bad. She lost everything, right? Everything is gone. She created this perfect universe that was taken from her. She literally has no one close to her at all. The only thing that she has are her newfound extremely, you know, powerful powers and potentially somebody to teach her everything she needs to know about the mystic arts. Well, two people. One being Doctor Strange, if she's good, but if she's not good, it could be Agatha Harkness who's a, who's could act as her mentor like she does in the comics. So that's a possibility. Um, the problem is we don't know when any of this is going to take uh, go into fruition because, like I said earlier, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness doesn't come out until March twenty fifth of, of two thousand and twenty two. You know, so that's a year. The earliest we can get some of this you know cleared up is by Spider Man in uh, in December, but I'm not sure if that's going to happen. Then I mean, there's a chance. There's a chance she shows up, but at the, in what capacity, and doing what. Obviously, if, if all the spider man show up in Spider-Man, you know, uh, I, keep, I keep forgetting the title. Then um, she was responsible for opening up the multiverse. And that could be what she's reading in her astral projection, right? I think there's a possibility that that's what that is. Um, you know, I, I think I've touched on all the main things. I, Hayward sucked as a villain. He was not good. Monica got her powers, ran in front of Billy and Tommy, got shot somehow knew that she was going to be fine, even though there was no, you know, <clears throat> a lot of weird things like that in the show, things that like the fact that Wanda already knew how to take Agatha's powers. And, you know, it's, there's a lot of things that you just kind of have to believe, which isn't typically what Marvel does. I feel like some of the show wasn't as thought out as it should have been. And it's not typical Marvel. This Parts of this show felt more of like a DC venture. It just, it didn't feel like it was properly thought out. And I think that was my biggest problem with it. I was glad to get some Marvel content back, but I'm now I'm I'm looking forward to Captain uh, I keep calling it Captain. I'm looking forward to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's going to be 6 episodes, about an hour each episode. That one's going to be good. I really believe the action's going to be good. It's going to be set basically in a world after Captain America, like what happens, you know, who's going to take the who's going to take the shield, so to speak. But overall guys, you know, WandaVision, okay series, um, hardly no payoffs. They tease the hell out of us fan, uh, out of us fans. And I really think that they did us a disservice. But if you disagree with me, let me know. You know, I tried to sing some of the praises of the show, but there are just a lot of things I didn't like because I just felt like there were too much. There was too much time in between each episode, which allowed the fans to theorize and think, like me, and make a whole bunch of videos that basically amounted to nothing. But <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. I I enjoy doing these. I enjoy talking about it because I know I enjoy uh, some of you enjoy listening and figuring out with me you know, on this ride. So I appreciate that. Um. Well, you guys, that's that's kind of all I got for the series finale of, of WandaVision. Uh, if you like what you heard here and you want to hear more, you know, click the link down below and there's a whole bunch of videos on, on different Marvel stuff, different uh, different podcast episodes that I've been talking about. Um, but as always, like, share, and subscribe, please. And on Instagram, please follow. It's cam.cast. It's at cam.cast, K-A-M dot K-A-S-T. All right, guys. As always, thanks for listening to Camcast. Peace and love. Thanks.